Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. Put your hands together. If you are grateful for the goodness of God that has followed you all your life, stand to your feet and give the Lord a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your goodness. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 10, verse 41. He that received a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. Hallelujah. I'm reading it again. He that received a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. Tonight you are about to witness the ministry of a prophetess. I don't think you heard me. I said tonight, you are about to witness the ministry of a prophetess. And the scripture says, if only you will open up your spirit and receive the ministry of our anointed prophetess, your life will never be the same. You will be set on the right path. You will receive the deliverance that you need. You will hear a voice behind your ear telling you this is the way, walk in it. I need you to put your hands together. Open up your spirit as we welcome our pastor, our evangelist, our bishop, our prophetess. been talking about 
attempting great things, attempting new things. Some of you, the new thing is that you must participate in the service. You have been coming to the church service and you behave like a vegetable. A vegetable, when you put it here, it will be there. It cannot clap, it cannot move. When Jesus was coming into Jerusalem, some people were telling him to tell the people to stop making noise. And Jesus told them that if the people stop, the stones will start. Some of you, the stones outside, they are about to replace you. But you better put your hands together and participate as we salute our Lord, as we salute him, as we give him a shout. Come on. we are grateful. Thank you for bringing us to this last night. Thank you for all that you've done with us, that you started with us on Wednesday, Thursday, you brought us to Friday. And Lord, the Bible says that better is the end of a thing than the beginning thereof. And because of that, we know that you have great things in store for us. But first, Lord, we want to say thank you. We want to say thank you. Tonight, where you are standing for a few minutes, just thank him. Thank him for what has already happened. Thank him for what he's already done. Thank him for his mercy. Thank him for his grace. We have had this convention against all the odds. And yet he has allowed us to have it and we have been here. You want to thank him. You want to thank him. Great things have already happened. Already. Already. Thank him. Thank him. Many times we keep asking for things, but just lift up your voice. Thank him in your understanding. Lord, I thank you for bringing me here. I thank you for the word that I have heard. I said in your understanding. Thank him in your understanding. Pastor David, thank him in your understanding. Thank you for Jesus. We like to blank out our minds and just pray tongues, but thank him in your understanding. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for tonight. Thank you for his grace that has brought us this far. Thank him for deliverance. Thank him for anointing. Thank you for deliverance. Thank him for the things he has done. The great things that are on their way into your life. Thank him. You are not going to be on earth and disappear like grass, but you will have an effect because you are attempting great things. Thank him for his word. Thank him for all that he has done. And now thank him for what he's going to do tonight. Thank you for what you're about to do. Thank him for what he's going to do tonight. Hallelujah. Oh, we give you praise. Lord, we are so grateful. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your grace. Thank you for your goodness. We don't know how we found ourselves here. Only that you ordered it and it happened. And we are grateful. Thank you that because of this convention last, some lives have been changed. Yes, Jesus. Oh, some who were underdogs have now come out from under. Oh, Jesus. And they are flying high. Oh, Jesus. Some whose destination was no good 
it has been changed into a good and brilliant place. We are grateful. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for spending time with us. Thank you for the testimonies of healing. Mm. Thank you for the testimonies of deliverance. We are grateful. Thank you that you have walked in our midst and you visited with us oh, tonight. Jesus. We welcome you. Spirit oh, of Jesus. God, have your way in this place. Yes, Lord. Do what you will do and say what you will say. Satan, I rebuke you. You cannot Jesus. be here. We will not countenance your presence. We bind you and we send you flying out mm. in a faster way than Jesus. Mm. We give you praise in Jesus' name. And all the saints shall say, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You want to take your seat tonight? Wow. I think you should put your hands together for all the basantes that have given us such an exciting convention. Hey, you cannot dance. I said clap for the dancers. You cannot act. I said clap for the actors. You cannot sing. I said clap for the... Hallelujah. Amen. And I have to say that we've really enjoyed you. Amen. Mm. I was telling Lady Reverend Humi that maybe today I should preach with a bell. <laughs> hey. It's very sad. <laughs> and the cane. Some of you, mom, there, the cane is needed. <laughs> but I believe that God has been good to us. Ashes, all those who have worked in the background to make it work, God bless you. Amen. Whenever you see something working, you should know that there are things at the back. Yeah. There are things where? At the back. Yeah. A lot of things at the back. So God bless all of you. And I believe that something has changed in our lives. And if it's changed in our lives, then it's changed in our church as well. Hallelujah. How many of us are going to attempt great things? Yeah. Attempt. Just try. You don't know what God will do with the little that you try to do. Amen. Sometimes you are just doing something small. Something small. Just something small. Yeah. I remember a young man who came to church, gave his life to Christ. It was the first time he was a visitor. And in those days, we used to provide refreshments. I don't know if they still do it. Uh, I don't even mind them. But because of the orange squash, he came back the following week. He went to tell a friend. And the friend said that it's not true. So he brought the friend. And he came as if he's a first-timer again with a friend. Are you there? And he became a pastor. So just a little attempt. <laughs> just a little attempt. Are you there? Just a what? A little attempt. Something small. Something small that you're trying to do. God has his ways. A friend of mine had a nice young lady in his house who he actually, actually started out as a servant in the house. But some people are just so nice. She became a daughter in the house. And she was always serving the visitors and doing this and doing that. And one day, I said one day, a pastor came from Nehua for a convention. And when he came for the convention, before he left, he said, man of God, I have seen your daughter. As I'm speaking, she's married and she's outside. Something that she was just attempting. Just attempting to serve. Just attempting to do. Just an attempt. Not this kind of people who go and come back with fake baggage and say that they are carrying dollars. So, but <laughs> Hallelujah. And so I'm just encouraging you and saying, let us attempt something great for the Lord. 
Many people want to attempt something great for themselves. And yesterday we saw that it didn't end well. Oh, I was reading another Bible. Amen? It didn't what? It didn't end well for him. What did the Lord say to him? That, Ajay, 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 Ajay. I mean, it's bad enough if a human being calls you a fool. But if God calls you a fool, I mean, I mean, it means that you are fa- I, I, hey, Your case is not good at all. May God never call you a fool. Yeah, insofar as he has not called you a fool, there's hope for you. Yeah, there's hope for you. So tonight, this last night, yeah. The book is there. Get it and study. Sit by it, day after day. The Lord will be speaking to you. Revelations, yeah. No, it's just by sitting. And the Lord just says, but if you look in the scripture, this one goes with this, this goes with this. And you are on your way. Hallelujah. But tonight, I want to finish by preaching on one of my favorite chapters. Attempt great things for God by attempting to fight for God. Attempting to what? Fight. Attempting to fight. You know, when you are coming to the Lord, eh, you hear a side of the message which says that, oh, come to him and all your problems. It's true. It's biblical. It's biblical. Come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. But there's another verse. Take my yoke upon you. For my yoke is easy and my yoke is light. So it is true that you come with your problems, but you don't exactly just walk around like a a, a free rocket moving in the system. When you come, you will discover that is the beginning of a war. Hmm. Who's your neighbor? The beginning of a what? A war. A war. Mother, please, me, I don't like fighting. You see, you may not like fighting, but as for this fight, you have to fight it. Amen. Don't be like the ostrich. Do you know what an ostrich is? It's a huge bird, very big. When an ostrich wants to hide, it will put, put the head under the sand, and the whole body will be out there. Then it will say that because it cannot see you, you cannot see it. Meanwhile, the whole body is out. And some of us are like that. And we feel that if I don't create any waves and I don't do anything, so long as I don't see the devil, he doesn't see me and I don't have anything to fight about. I'm sorry. As soon as you gave your life to Christ, you engaged in a war. Jesus was called the captain of the host. And he's fighting a war. Your leader cannot be fighting a war and you, you are sleeping. It's just not possible. It's just not possible. So shake the numb your neighbor's hand and your neighbor, welcome to the war. Welcome. 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 It's a fight. It's a fight. And even before you know much about what you have enrolled in, you will face some of the fights. The first fight is against yourself. That's the first fight. That's the first fight. Is that true or is not true? The fight to be a believer. You have come, you have given your life to Christ. You are going back to your house, going back to your room, to your unbeliever roommates with whom you used to smoke shisha every Friday. And you have to now stand there and tell them, I won't do again. And sometimes you are there and you are like, should I say, should I not say? Should I say, should I not? Because you know what they will do to you. By the time they finish teasing you, 
<laughs> if anybody told you that words don't pain, they are lying. It's not true. <laughs> and your friends and your family, they can say something. I will never forget. We were still struggling to just let the church in Tamale take off from the ground. Then we went home for something. There were some meetings. So on the Sunday, we were in Accra. And so Bishop Akweku, who, was, who at the time was Pastor Akweku, preached the sermon. And in the night, he called. In those days, there were no mobile phones. It was a landline. He called the house to just speak to my husband and just tell him how the service had gone. So when he called, he asked for Pastor Patrick. It was the first time one of my husband's brothers had heard them refer to him as Pastor Patrick. And he found it so funny. Uh, you said you, you, you said who? Uh, uh, please, I'm coming. <laughs> uh, Patrick, they said Pastor Patrick. Somebody is coming. <laughs> the guy started laughing from downstairs. Our room is upstairs, the last room. He laughed from downstairs, up the stairs, through the corridor to his brother's room. <laughs> I said, you got to fight. You got to fight. Are you there? Oh, it's not a fight. This is your own brother. Oh. Not somebody else. Yeah. But that's how it is. It's not that your brother is being somehow. That, that's how it is. Your brother knows how you are. And it's just hilarious that you umpire, you are a Christian. You. Anybody, not you. He knows the things you have been up to. In fact, he used to be a co-conspirator, so he knows the inside. And so your first battle is with yourself. Yeah. Are you there? You got to fight to be a believer. You got to fight to remain a believer. Yeah. And if you think I'm tricky, let's just look at some scriptures. I don't like... Talking plenty without scriptures. Hmm. Look at Paul, 2 Timothy 4 7. He's about to sign out and he says, I have fought a good fight. I've finished my course. I have kept the faith. Look, don't hype yourself. We are in a fight. A fight to remain as believers, a fight to keep the faith. Yeah, if I, there are times in your life things can come and they will shake your foundations. They will shake the foundation of what you are standing, you are standing on. And you got to fight to say that in spite of this thing that has happened and in spite of the fire and in spite of whatever, I still believe. I still believe. Are you in the house? Tell your neighbor that, listen, this is your crying small, small. You, have been, you just have to stop it. What? <laughs> hey, you just have to stop it. Because it's called life. It's called what? Life. We pray that life deals gently with you. But you know, whether it does or it doesn't, you're a believer. I choose to believe. I choose. It's not a feeling, no. Ha. I said, it's not a what? You will come to discover that most important things in life don't depend on a feeling. 
when you wake up in the morning, if you are depending on your feelings to brush your teeth, by this time your teeth will be black and rotting. So you don't give it a choice. You just do it. You just do what? You don't bath because you feel like bathing. And those of you who bath only when you feel like bathing, we know you. You smell. Hey. We know you by name. I remember one time I had to close a whole session of a camp because the Asha carrying the person was carrying people stinking. He had no bath. And at a point, I just felt sorry for the people who was catching. I said, I said, can I? No, no, I cannot continue. Me cry that they are not holding me. I'm dying. Now, they're, 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 no. Because you are waiting to feel like bathing before you bath. So many things do not depend on feeling. You have made up your mind. If you see any good marriage, the people have made up their minds to be faithful to each other. It's not a feeling. Have you seen that you are surprised? You are very surprised. You didn't know your mind was inside. If, let me ask you a question that will prove to you that your mind is inside. Alright, good. How many guys, you have a very good looking sister. You have a sister, very pretty. Very pretty, good. Very beautiful, your own blood sister. Okay. How many girls? Your brother is just your brother. Powerful. Very nice. So your brother is exactly how I mean a gorgeous man should be. Your sister is just like how a gorgeous sister to be. How come you don't have erections when you see her? How come you don't? How come? How come you have not fallen in love with your sister? How come you haven't fallen in love with your brother? Let me tell you how come. Let me tell you how come. I said, let me tell you how come. You have grown up in an environment that says that it doesn't happen. Your mind is not engaged that way. It's not engaged that way. That's why brother and sister, they can even grow. They are sleeping in the same room. It's not a problem. Meanwhile, another girl, she's passing fully clothed. <laughs> Allow me to preach. <laughs> Allow me to preach. Hello? Jojo, is your sister not a very beautiful girl? But Charlie, your mind doesn't, you have rather gone, you have crossed carpet to go and look at some other young lady somewhere and say that you like this other young lady. Meanwhile, the sister is nah. But you see, the point I'm making to you is that your mind is engaged in the process. So your mind says this is not done. And so it's not done. It's not done. So you don't even have a struggle about it. It's just not done. It's not done. So when you see something that is solid and is standing, the mind has engaged. And the mind says that 
I'm marrying and I'm staying married. And you fight to stay married. And it is a fight. Why is it a fight? Because you wake up in the morning after a while, you take your bath, you get ready and you leave for the office and he doesn't say anything and you get to the office and the guy says, my God, you're looking gorgeous. That is why it's a fight. You husbands who have no good words for your wives. I came to inform you that we hear good words where we go. Yeah. yeah. And that's why I often tell people, I say that, listen, if it's your child or if it's your little sister, say good things to her. Don't let it be a stranger who for the first time tells her something. Let her get used to it. Then the mind is used to it. They have told me before I'm beautiful. It's nothing new. It's nothing strange. It's nothing interesting. Anyway, I'm digressing from my... <laughs> I am simply saying that it is a fight. And the, to, to be a Christian is a fight. To be a good believer is a fight. To pick up your Bible every day is a fight. To study the scriptures is a fight. To have a quiet time is a fight. To wake up for flow prayer is a fight. To take part in Osab's prayer as we shall do after this meeting is a fight. It's a fight. It's not a feeling. Hallelujah. Paul said, I finished the fight. I fought the good fight. I have finished my course. But is it only one scripture that says it? Of course not. I'm telling you that you are in a war. 1 Timothy 6.12 Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on it of eternal life. Whereunto thou art also called. Etc. etc. It says fight. It's also another fight. The good fight of faith. To stay believing even when something happens that is unexpected, you still continue believing. You didn't pass the exam, but you are believing. Lady Rev, sometimes the pain is there, but you are still believing. Still walking in faith. You haven't given up. Cry if you must. Scream if you must, but keep on fighting. Keep on fighting. You want to do great things for God, you got to fight. I say you gotta fight. The Bible says that we should seek first the kingdom, but I tell you, my God, it's a fight. To look at something and say, this thing, it will not profit the work of God. I won't do it. Meanwhile, it's bringing you monies or recognition or power. Hmm. Yeah, it's a fight. It's a fight to win souls. Some of you, as you are sitting in this room, you have never won a soul to the Lord. It's a fight. So many scriptures. Second Timothy 2, 3. Thou therefore endure hardness as the true soldier of Jesus Christ. 
You see, these are not just incidental words. These are things telling us the reality that we are in a warfare, that we are in a fight. Are you here? And if you don't know that you're in a fight, it's because you've probably been overtaken already. Because if you were standing and somebody pushed you, you would know that you are being pushed. But if you are flat, and they push, it may not matter. Hmm. Do you want more scriptures? Let's look at First Timothy 1 and verse 18. This charge I commit unto thee, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before on thee, that thou by them mightest war a good warfare. Hey, tell anybody you are at war. If you are at war and you don't know that you are at war, you are in trouble. You are in trouble. Mm. A war that you don't know that you are at war. Then they have overtaken you. They are going to beat you. It's just a matter of time. Mm. Wow. I'm giving you scripture. 2 Corinthians 10. Verses 3 and 4. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Those of you who have gone to insult your auntie because they say she's a witch, you are a fool. Because we don't war after the flesh. You will not solve it in a fleshly way. Then it goes to say something profound. For the weapons. Ask your neighbor, did you know that you had weapons? <laughs> For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. If you are going to fight this fight, you need to understand that you are in a fight and you need to understand that there are weapons. Every fighter has weapons. If you don't have weapons, you will lose the war. I said you will lose the war if you don't have weapons. So God knew when he left us on this earth, he knew that we were going to fight a fight. And he left us with weapons. It will be a whole week to take you through all the weapons. But we'll look at some of them tonight. Because some of you are walking, uh, you don't know that you have weapons and that you should engage the weapon. Are you in the church or you have traveled? Why do you think people have dogs in their house? It's a weapon. It does something. What does it do? It alerts them to something. It, it, it is the first line of defense. People will not come because of I have some small dog that barks louder and more than the big one. So when you hear it, you think that some major meal, and when it comes, it's like a sausage walking. <laughs> Are you in the house? So tonight, the first thing I need you to know that you are in a war. The second one, number two, fight with all your weapons. The weapons, we have them. And tonight, I'm going to spend some time taking you through a few of them. And then we shall apply a couple of them. Oh, wow. Are you there? Yeah, we shall apply a couple of them. Because we are in a war. We are in a war. Fight. The first group of weapons we shall talk about are found in Ephesians chapter 6. Let's begin from verse 11. 
Take me to verse 10. Let me see something. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So as we're going into this war, you're already in it, but it's not in your power. It's in his power. Next verse. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. So you're going to take on and put on this armor because it is this armor that is going to help you to, to, to counter or to stand against the enemy. I don't want to spend a lot of time, but let's just go through it very quickly. So those of you behind the scripture, when I talk about the thing, you just go there. Amen. The first piece of the armor that is discussed is the belt of truth. I would have thought you talk about the trousers first and the top first, but it talks about the belt. Why? Because the belt is what holds everything up. If your trousers is a little bit too big and you've worn the belt and then you forget your belt in the house, you realize that you are walking and you are... <laughs> are you there? And it's a weapon. You see, first tonight I need you to understand that we are talking about spiritual things. So you may have been thinking I was going to say that it's an AK-47. But in... <laughs> Please, you are not in the right verse. <laughs> it says that you have... Okay, I've seen it. Your, lo your loins get about with truth. The first weapon you have against the enemy is truth. Meanwhile, you lie. Regular lying. Sometimes you don't even need to lie, but you are so used to lying that even when you don't have to lie, cry, you lie. Why were you lying that you are coming when you are going? Why were you lying that you are almost there when you were nowhere near? Why were you lying? You see, the reason why you are lying is that you don't understand that if your belt is loose, there are some very precious things around there which can easily be damaged. And some of you are walking, your, your balls have already been squeezed. Because your belt of truth is permanently off. Every day you are lying. Today cry you lie. Before you arrive here, cry you lie. Are you in the church? We have lied down. We don't even know that as Christians it's wrong. One time, Prophet, our father and Prophet was doing a deliverance session many years ago. He was a young man then. And they were delivering somebody. And you, many times when you conduct a, a deliverance, the devil begins to talk through the person. So when the demon began to speak, then he asked the person, How did you get in there? The demon answered, the belt of truth was loose. That's how he got there. You have lied that demons have entered. Hmm. Are you there? Hmm. The Bible says, you see, it's a weapon. When you don't have a weapon, and you see the weapons are different. When you don't have a weapon, you can lose the war. You see, in the second world war, there's this story. 
a true story. The Germans had been just moving through countries. We want to take Poland, then we just walk across. In six days, they've taken it. When they're ready, just walk across. So they decided that they are going to take on the Russians. And they took them on. But they assumed that just like how they walked across every place, that's how they are going to walk across. You know. So they gave themselves a short period of time that in the next few months we have overtaken it. But they didn't know that the Russians are a resilient army. Go and ask the US. That's why they are talking about them in Ukraine right now. Because it's not a joke to engage them in war. Are you in the house? The, the Russians resisted them and resisted them. And the months were passing. And the months passed until they moved from summer into winter. Now, conditions change in winter. When you come from Accra or from Ghana, you don't understand this. Because when we say that it is cold here, Hamatan cry, you are shivering. It's not Hamatan shivering. Over there, if you are dressed the way you are dressed tonight and you are standing outside, you will die. Even inside without heat, you will die. Are you there? The petrol in your car will freeze. The water will also freeze. There are things you have to do to keep it flowing. So as they got there, they didn't bargain on staying that long. So all of a sudden, there they were, fighting. Their ammunition finished. They didn't have winter coats. The soldiers standing outside, they just froze. The food was short. Didn't work. The petrol froze in the cars. They used to have to try and melt it. Can you imagine melting fuel? Be careful. The water froze. So they were beaten. Well, well. Why did they lose the war? Was it that they were not able to fight? No. It was equipment that they had that they did not have. That's why they lost. And when you stand there telling lies, that's your equipment that you don't have. You thought you were doing the girl. Who would that know? You thought it was her that you were doing. Hmm. Not knowing that you were walking around half naked. Am I talking to somebody? Yeah. Hmm. You see? Hallelujah. You are walking around. Your belt of truth is loose. I think you should make a decision today that you stop lying. And some of you, when you speak two words, you see, when you tell me the sun is shining, I know it's raining. But I don't believe anything you say. You are even a Christian, you are even a leader in the church. As I'm looking at you, oh, I know that look. It's true. Yeah. We ask you to count the number of people you have brought. You brought 12, you say you have brought 14. You are lying. We have had to invent a whole system so that you can't lie. <laughs> the church is becoming very quiet tonight just because I'm bringing it to your doorstep. Number two, we are talking about the armor. <laughs> 
having on the breastplate of righteousness. Righteousness. <laughs> righteousness. Right standing with God. Righteousness. Are you in the house? <laughs> it's covering your chest. Yeah, that's why it's called a breastplate. Where the most vulnerable things are, your heart. If one arrow enters, that's it. You are done for. Yeah. Righteousness. Right standing with God. You have become a believer, but your life hasn't changed. That's why we keep preaching. Hey. You see. When you are not, you see, let me, let me explain something. There's a way in which we receive righteousness from Christ. The Bible says that he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us. That we might become the righteousness of God in him. That's one level. But there's another level of righteousness. When you are here on earth, the best way to defeat your enemy is not to engage in some things. So if you engage in them, he will get you. He will get you. Are you in the house? Uh-huh. Just the same way they got Bill Clinton. Because you engaged in what you shouldn't have engaged in. And there's a whole list of people falling. Investigations, they've stolen money. You shouldn't have done it. Your best defense is not to have done it. Your best defense. Righteousness. You see how the room is nicely quiet tonight. As soon as we start talking about some things, but you are quiet because Charlie. <laughs> you now you can see your nakedness. The devil is going to accuse you once you are a believer. Read your Bible. The Bible says he even stands in front of God accusing you. That you did this. You did that. Every once in a while he descends on earth and he has people who will be writing about you in the papers. And will be saying things. So if it were true, how do you mount a defense? I said, how do you mount a defense? Have you seen that you are very quiet? Because you know what I'm thinking about and you are thinking about the same thing too. Yeah. You are a Christian, a child of God. Why are you stealing? Hey. Shiba sandalabaya kote masanda. The grades that you came to school with are not yours. Having called your name, oh. But explain to me. How come you brought your AAAA and as soon as you enter medical school, you have not passed 50% in anything? Well, it's a real question. It's a real question. One day, some medical student came and asked me the question. Because his class was full of people. And some of them came from a particular school. Hey, hey, hey. Say, eight, 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 eight. Then the guy told me that he said that, ah. but as we have been in the school, they have never passed 50, 55, 50, 55, nothing. Where from the A? Hmm. Where from the A? 
Hmm. Let me preach my preaching. This one is just the, this is just the beginning. Please take us to verse 15. Let's take us to verse 15. And your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Ask your neighbor, what shoes are you wearing? And I don't mean physical shoes. I've taught you enough about the spirit for you to know that you have a body inside your body. What shoes are you wearing? Your spiritual feet are bare. And just like how when you start walking, if you go everywhere with your bare feet, your feet take a certain characteristic. Stones have cut it. Stones have bent it. The floor is hot. It becomes something. And here you are. No so. Because it says your feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. This, what clothes your feet? What is the defense covering your legs? The things that you do that cause souls to be one. You don't do. I'm just talking to some people. Oh, if you have been doing, you don't have a problem. Mm. Please tell your neighbor the last soul you want. Shabaya. And a church, a church that does not win souls, very weak. Very weak. There's no spirit there. A basenta that does not win souls, very weak. Completely overcome. I've not mentioned your name. A basanta that only comes to do gymnastics doesn't win any soul. Tell your neighbor they are dialing your number. They are dialing your number. Hey, those of you at the back, I said tell your neighbor they are dialing your number. Hey. Wow. And when we do that, if you are not preoccupied with the winning of souls, you'll be preoccupied with something else. Yeah. Something else will fill that vacuum. And your feet will be bare. There are places you will not be able to go because your feet are bare. When your feet are uncovered, there are places you cannot enter. We are all going to go and go for some program B somewhere. We are going to the castle. You are coming with your bare feet. I say, I come with your bare feet. Your calloused, hard, dirty feet. No, no, they'll tell you, please, you cannot enter here. Hey. We are going to meet the Queen of England. You are coming with your... No, it is true. It's because you don't travel. If you travel, you know that you can easily meet them. Yeah. One time I traveled to Canada. I never knew that Canada has a queen. I, I never knew. I never knew. At the time, I never knew. I was going to work. And while we were working, it was in uh, President Kufour's time. And our president was coming to the country. So we're sitting there minding our own business working when we got calls. Telling us that our president was coming and there was going to be a dinner. And they had looked for Ghanaians. Proper Ghanaians. <laughs> because they are, of course, they are improper ones too. <laughs> and then they told us that we will be picked at a certain time to go to the palace because he was meeting with the queen. That was the first time I heard that they had a queen. Yeah. Come and see us scattering, looking for what we'll wear. 
that is where I learned it that you must always travel with African wear in your things. Always. A gown, a what? Carbine slit, something. Yeah. Because I just put one of those in there because it was warm. I mean, the dress was, that, yeah, the carbine slit was warm. That's why, that's what I wore. Yeah. Are you in the house? But you, you have arrived with your bare feet. Even your president will deny you that this one, I know them not. <laughs> I know them not. Hey, Reverend said, is this corner a BTC corner? Not only BTC, because this corner is very, very, very quiet. So it has been quiet for three days. It's been very quiet for three days, so I've just been wondering where they are from. <laughs> Amen. Are you in the house? A soldier without shoes. What's going to happen to you? What's your fate? The kilometers they must march without shoes. Will you survive? But here you are a believer without souls. And the Bible says that your soul winning is what shuds your feet, covers your feet. Hmm. I'm just sharing your weapons with you. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. You have to accept that it's not something that you can easily understand with your mind. It's not, some, it's not a mind thing. You just have to accept it because the Bible is telling us God says it. Let's continue. Verse 16, please. Above all, taking the shield of faith. Hey. Faith. Faith. Without faith, you can't please God. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Please bring me this chair. Put it here. What's the substance that we have used to make the chair? Okay, so this part is metal. Okay. And this part is some um, fabric. So, to make the chair, you need the metal to make the frame. And when you are done, you need this one. Well, to answer you, Jesus needs your faith. That's the substance. That's what he will use to make what you are talking about. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. You are hoping that you will get a first class. Your faith is what he will collect and use to give you your first class. You are hoping to marry a good wife. Your faith is what he will collect to give you a wife. So when you don't have any faith, he doesn't know what to do with you. When the woman with the issue of blood passed through the people and said to herself that if I can touch the hem of his garment, I will be well. As soon as she touched it, the Bible says she knew in herself that she was healed. But it also says of Jesus that he perceived that virtue had gone out of him. What had happened? Her faith had locked into the substance she needed for her healing and she received her healing. That's why when when Jesus came to talk to her, he said to her, your faith has made you whole. Not even my power, but your faith has made you whole. 
When the house was full and a certain man who was lying on the bed paralyzed, he wanted to be healed. When they came to the place, the Bible says that the place was so full they could not enter. Maybe our story one day. They were not able to enter. So they climbed the roof of the house. They must have been armed robbers. They knew how to open roof. And then they lowered the young man down into the meeting in front of Jesus. Jesus did not even rebuke them for removing the towels. What he said to them, the Bible said, he saw their faith because the people believed that if we can only bring him down, there will be healing. And Jesus healed him. Faith is the substance. Faith. Jesus. No, please go back to the scripture you just gave us. Yeah. So Jesus, he saw their faith. You were there. No, no, no. Now there you are going elsewhere. Ah, it was working nicely. When Jesus saw their faith, are you seeing it? When he saw their faith, first he told the man, your sins are forgiven. After that, he told him to pick up his mat and go. Where is your faith? What is the use of all the negativity you have been speaking? When we say, come and plant a seed, you're saying, you're seeing these people every day, they are coming and they are saying that as you plant a seed, you will remain with what you have, even if you put it there, it's of no use. You remain with what you have. But when you say to yourself that, me, my faith is that he's going to take care of me. My faith is that he has a financial plan. This is my faith. My faith tells me that if I give, because that's what I read in the Bible. It says, what I give? It says, he will turn it around. He says, come back to me, press down, shaking together, overflowing. I believe it. That's the substance. So he takes my faith and he brings to me exactly what I'm saying. Are you in the church? Where is your faith? It's one of your weapons. The shield of faith. Many of you who sit down and just descend into melancholia, it's faith you don't have. So the arrows reach you. Because the faith you have, that is what you are using to block. The fiery darts. You use your faith. Because as for the darts, he will throw them. Yeah. He will throw them and tell that you, this place you have come, you will not finish the school. He said that. He said that. You should have the faith with which to block it. Say, so you see how your father, you see that he doesn't have anything. That's how you'll be. Ah. Or you have not been seeing or hearing those, those things. Ah. Push your neighbor and say, neighbor, if you are not fighting, she said, they, are, they have overed you. They have overed you, cry. Hmm. Are you in the church? The helmet of salvation. Some of your head is naked. It's nothing covering your head. The head is the most vulnerable place. That's why it is well padded with bones. Just recently, I've forgotten the name of a guy. The guy woke up dead. He <laughs> was dead. And, and people were asking, what has happened? What has happened? You know, is it foul play? There was no evidence of foul play, no evidence of someone. They realized that the guy must have suffered a fall. 
and hit his head, but he didn't think it was serious. And he came to sleep, and when he slept, he didn't wake up. That's why when a baby falls, we keep the child awake. You don't allow the child to sleep. Yeah, you don't allow them to sleep. You don't allow, hey, perchance, something has happened and the child will sleep and not wake up. So you keep on talking to the child, doing that, until you can get to the hospital. Keeping the child awake, awake, awake. Yeah, yeah. Because if something happens to your head, that's it, oh. Your salvation, that's your helmet. Your awareness of salvation, that's what's on your head. Because you're just walking. You have just released yourself. You are walking. But when you have your helmet of salvation, you understand what your salvation is. That's why I, mean, I don't believe that somebody sitting somewhere is making a decision over me. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Why don't I believe it? Because I am born again. Sanctified. Bought by the blood of the Lamb. Yeah. I'm saying the person in charge of me is up there, not down here. Ah. So you can beat your war drums and things down here, but the ultimate decision will be made by the one upstairs. Hey. Come on. The next time the devil tells you a visit, pays you a visit and tells you you dream and you see yourself in a coffin, wake up in the morning and say, don't waste my time. It's not up to you. Don't waste my time. My life is not in your hands. You will not determine when my time of exit is. Ah, because I am saying, unless you are not sure of your salvation, or you don't understand your salvation. Hmm, talking to some people tonight. Hmm, so much fear. Hmm. You have an enemy, then you let him see that you're afraid of him. <laughs> Charlie, let's move on. Oh, this is the one I love most. The sword of the spirit. The sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. You know why I like this one? All the other ones are protection, protection, protection. This one. I can chase you with it. You, the devil, has tried to enter. I can chase you with it. As I can chase you. Hey. can chase you with it. One time, a young lady was manifesting and we were praying to deliver. Then she began to quote scripture. Oh, we had an interesting quote I quote session. You can be sure how it ended. Oh, yes. Some of you, the devil knows the scripture more than you. That's why you need to be serious about the word. Yeah, but me, I don't understand. How, hey. Do you understand how your mobile phone works? Even those who claim they are doing the engineering of it, they don't understand. Then you, you say, do you understand? You don't understand, but they say this is how it works, so you use it. Ah. Hello? When you open your door to enter the room, do you know how the door lock works? But don't you put the key inside and open. I asked you a question. I said, don't you put the thing inside and open. Then if the Lord is telling us that one of our weapons is the word of God, I don't think I need to understand how it works. I just need to know that it does work. 
And that's all. Hey. Hmm. The last one for this point. I've not finished preaching. I'm ending this point. We're talking about the weapons. Today is Friday night. I'm not minding you at all. I'm not minding you at all. Because some of you need your weapons. We've been praying for you and we are tired. <laughs> Recently, somebody sent me a clip. I laughed. I almost fell down. A pastor who has arranged all the men over some years. 30 something. <laughs> Get right back. He's supposed to be praying for them, anointing them to marry. Don't waste my time. <laughs> May it not be so in Jesus' name. The last one, Ephesians 6.18. Ephesians 6.18. Praying. This is our last one on this. You know, we're reading the badge, badge. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. Prayer is defense, but it's also offense. It's the only one that's two. Yeah, you can use it to protect yourself, but you can also use it to drive the devil out. Yeah. It's a mighty weapon. Hallelujah. When you choose not to pray, you have left yourself ajar. Mm. Are you there? So let's quickly run through the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, your feet shod with the gospel of peace, on your head is the helmet of salvation, you have the shield of faith, and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And when you employ it and you engage in prayer, you are beginning to overcome your enemy. And to fight your way through. Hallelujah. Amen. Part 2. Exodus chapter 12. <laughs> I'm talking to you about fighting. There's one aspect of fighting. Hey. Tell your neighbor, stop this physical fighting you have been doing. Let's do the spiritual one. Yeah, let's do the spiritual one. Exodus chapter 12. I told you yesterday that I like reading Bible stories. So just take it like that. I'm going to read to you from verse 3. Speak you unto all the congregation. This is the Lord talking to Moses of Israel. Saying, in the tenth day of this month, they shall take to them every man a lamb, according to the house of their fathers. Now, you need to understand the context of this story. The, the, the children of Israel were still in captivity. They had come in as free people into Egypt under the time of Joseph, and they had stayed there, and for 400 years they had been there. Now, at a point, a pharaoh came who knew not Joseph. Joseph had passed. He didn't know any history, and he enslaved the children of God, and they were now trying to battle their way out. So they were in a situation. And right in that situation, the Lord comes and he gives instructions. And he says to them, that they should take a lamb in verse 3. Verse 4, if the household is too little for the lamb, they should share with their neighbor. Verse 5, your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year. You shall take it out from the sheep or from the goats, and you shall keep it up until the 14th day of the same month. And the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening. 
and they shall take up the blood and strike it on the two side posts and on the upper door post of the houses wherein they shall eat it. And they shall eat the flesh in that night, roast with fire and unleavened bread, and with bitter herbs they shall eat it. Eat not of it raw nor sodden at all with water, but roast with fire, his head with his legs and with the put putinance or whatever thereof. <laughs> and ye shall let nothing of it remain until the morning, and that which remaineth of it until the morning you shall burn with fire. And thus shall you eat it, with your loins girded, your shoes on your feet, your staff in your hand, and you shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. For I will pass through the land of Egypt this night, and will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast. And against all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. And the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. And this day shall be unto you for a memorial. And you shall keep it a feast to the Lord. Throughout your generation, you shall keep it a feast by ordinance forever. Hallelujah. Is it a nice passage? Let us go to verse 13, Exodus 13, 13. He was now talking to the people and he said to them, and every firstling of an ass that thou shalt redeem with a lamb, and if thou wilt not redeem it, then thou shalt break his neck, and all the firstborn of man among thy children shalt thou redeem. And it shall be when thy son asketh thee in time to come, what is this? You will say to him, by strength of hand, the Lord brought us out from Egypt, from the house of bondage. Are you seeing it? So they were in a situation of bondage and they needed to come out. Okay. And it came to pass, when Pharaoh would hardly let us go, that the Lord slew all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both the firstborn of man and the firstborn of beast. Therefore, I sacrifice to the Lord all that openeth the matrix, that means the firstborns, being male, and all the firstborn of my children I redeem, and it shall be for a token upon thine hand, and for frontlets between thine eyes. For by strength of hand, the Lord brought us forth out of Egypt. Hallelujah. Now, it's a story that you probably have read. Sunday school many times, you know. But I want to just point out something to you tonight because we are talking about weapons. Now, here was a situation. These people had tried to come out of Egypt. And every time Moses will come and he will go, go and talk to Pharaoh, they will bring a plague, it will go. Pharaoh will say, I'll let them go, blah, blah, blah. Hey, some people, they are very, very uh, stubborn. <laughs> Please take this down. And the Lord just left him there. Keep on, keep on. You see, when <laughs> there's a saying, this one is African Proverbs, him who the gods will destroy, they first make mad. <laughs> you can look at how somebody is doing something. You see, the thing is destroying you, but you are doing, you are doing. That's Pharaoh's situation here. Because he could see that the thing was destroying his people, but he kept on because God was making a point using him. But that's by the side. What I'm trying to drive at tonight is that here were people who were in a situation and sometimes as children of God we find ourselves there. Remember we're speaking about fighting. 
And I shared with you a set of weapons. And now I'm sharing with you another set of weapons. Now, here was a situation where when they um, were going to come out and they had talked and talked and it hadn't worked, then the Lord came and said something. And he said, take a lamb or a goat. doesn't have any blemish on it. When, do you know what a blemish is? No sores, no broken bones, no whatever. Take it aside and fatten it. On the same day, everybody slaughter it. When you slaughter, gather up the blood and put the blood on the doorpost of your house and ask for the meat. Roast it and eat it. If some is left over because it didn't finish or whatever, just burn it. Are you there? Don't leave it to get rotten. And he said, put the blood on the that night, the angel of death passed over the land. And when he passed over the land, he slaughtered the firstborn of everything that the Egyptians had. Firstborn human being, firstborn cat, firstborn cow, firstborn donkey, firstborn dog. Anything that was the firstborn was slaughtered. Am I talking to some people in the house tonight? When the Lord arises to defend his people, it's a terrible defense. And to deliver his people. But he had given an instruction. And in that instruction, he has said, I won't enter the house to come and ask you, what's your name? Are you Ajwa? Are you good? I will look on the doorposts. If I see the blood of this animal that was without blemish. If I look and on the doorpost, I see the blood on the doorpost, I will pass over. Nothing will die from your house. Step into 1 Corinthians chapter 11, going from verse 23. That it was Paul who began to explain to us something that we had read. He said, in the same night that he was betrayed, he took bread and he gave up thanks and he gave it to them saying, take it. This is my body that was broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. He said, likewise, after supper, he took the cup after they had supped and blessed it. And he said, drink all of this, for this is my blood of the new covenant, which was shed for you and for many for the remission of sins. Do it as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Tonight, I bring you the weapon of the Holy Communion. The pain that God had shown them so many years ago. He said, take the flesh of the lamb. He said, roast that flesh. Eat it. He said, when you are eating it, you must be ready to move. Take it. Standing with your gland, your loins girded, with your shoes on your feet, with your staff in your hand. It is the Lord's Passover. He said, as you eat it, as you eat it, the angel of death will not touch you. He said, take the blood and mark the house. Today, you and I, we are the temple of the living God. We are the body of the living God. We are the house. We are the door. 
the same way that lamb was offered. That is how our Savior came, like a lamb. The Bible said he went like a lamb to the slaughter. They never broke his bones. They never did any permanent thing. He just poured his blood till every drop was gone. So that in the day that you rise up and you take that body and you say, I remember that body that was broken for me. When you take it, it is a reminder to the devil. He remembers what happened to him in Egypt. And when you take that cup and you pray over that cup and you tell the Lord, I am drinking it in remembrance of your blood, he will answer you and say, when the angel of death is passing and he sees the blood upon your temple, he will pass over you and the same way in which the Egyptians were discomfited so also will you be rescued take that communion take that communion I told you to bring your communion it's time to make communion for you take it quickly tonight because tonight this is the first of two weapons that we are using the enemy will lose his stand and his place in your life. Quickly take it. I don't know what is facing you. I don't know what issue you have strived to overcome for so long. But what I do know is that it represents the body of Jesus. That body that was bruised for every sickness known and unknown. For every sin known and unknown. And as you eat of this bread today, deliverance is coming your way. We are eating it in obedience remembering the Lord Jesus. Father, we lift up this bread as that you are anointed that as we take it in remembrance, it shall be unto us the blood of Jesus, the body of Christ. It will be unto us the body of Christ. Take it and eat it in faith, believing the body of Christ. Then you want to take the blood. When a lamb is slaughtered, they would let all the blood out into the basin. When our Lord Jesus was crucified, they put on his head a crown and he bled. They put a nail in the right hand, a nail in the left hand, and he bled. 
They put his feet together. They nailed him and he bled. And at the last moment, they stuck him in his side as if to say the last bit of blood should come so that you and I will stand today. And when we lift up the cup and we drink it in remembrance of him, it shall be unto us for a token. As the enemy passes by, he cannot touch you. Tonight, he loses his every hold over you. Because you have suddenly understood that it's not just bread and a drink, but it's the body and the blood. May the blood answer for every call on your life. May the blood answer every disease in your body. Anyone here, you have been possessed by the enemy. You are dreaming frightening dreams. Tonight, as you drink the blood, deliverance is yours in the name of Jesus. Satan is totally vanquished tonight. Lord, we lift up the spray, this cup. The cup of the New Testament in your blood. We do it as you commanded us in remembrance of you. And as we drink it, let the mark of your blood be upon us. That even in difficult times, when the demon passes by, cannot touch us and cannot do anything. Drink it in remembrance of him, the blood of Jesus. It reaches to the highest. Oh, yes. Just remain in prayer tonight because some people, your deliverance is in this communion. Just stay still. No gathering of anything. Just stand. Just stand. going on over there? People don't fear God. Do you understand when I say stand? You see, when you do those things, then the Holy Ghost just moves. And you are still moving. Continue. The blood because of you, somebody's deliverance didn't come. From day to day it will never be this for we reach a sin, for we reach it to the highest mountain, oh, and it flows to the lowest valley. Oh, the blood that keeps me strength from Exodus 14 as I introduce the last weapon for tonight. Exodus chapter 14. We are now out. Asher, just sit down. They are now out of Israel. Those of you at the back, everybody just find a seat. Apart from a baby, just find a seat. When Pharaoh drew nigh, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them. And they were so afraid. I'm sure you know this part of the story. They had come out of Israel, and when they came of Egypt, and as they came out of Egypt, they had moved for some time, and they suddenly found that their problem was not totally solved. 
The Egyptians marched after them, and they were so afraid, and the children of Israel cried out unto the Lord. And they said unto Moses, Now before I go any further, if you have your oil, you want to take hold of it. Nobody should move out. Nobody should go anywhere. Just take it if you have it. If you don't have it, we'll, make some, we'll do something for you later. But just get it because I don't want any disturbance. If you are running around at this time, you are doing something wrong. And they said unto Moses, verse 11, because there were no graves in Egypt, hast thou taken us away to die in the wilderness? You see, some people, as soon as something small is happening, you start to talk a lot of rubbish. <laughs> they were now accusing him. Verse 13. Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he sh will show you to, to you today. For the Egyptians whom you have seen today, you shall see them no more. You shall see them again no more forever. Today there are some problems you will never see them again. I said there are some problems. Only 24 people believe it. Some problems you will never see them again. Then he gave them a promise. He said, the Lord shall fight for you. And you shall hold your peace. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. Now, I need to link you to the beginning when the Lord called Moses and sent him to Pharaoh. And Moses was a little shaky. And the Lord asked him, what is in your hand? Do you remember that part of the story? And he said, a rod. And suddenly that rod became a snake and did various things. He was showing him something. What is in your hand? What is in your hand? That's why I told you to take something and hold it. Because to take your oil and hold it. We are talking about weapons. Are you here? So Moses calmed the people down. After he calmed the people down, then God started to speak to him. The Lord said unto Moses, Wherefore criest thou unto me? Speak unto the children of Israel that they should go forward. Are you here? It's not everything that you go crying to the Lord about. So just tell them, go forward. Then he says to him, verse 16, but lift up your rod and stretch out thine hand over the sea and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. Yesterday, we spoke about things that God gives to us. Five talents to some, two talents to others, one talent to others. Many times in this life, for you to triumph over whatever, that thing he gave you becomes your weapon. In this particular case, Moses had a weapon his rod. Tonight you have in your hand a bottle of oil. Amen. That is what you are going to use. Because God does not start with what you don't have. He always starts with what 
you do harm. So he told Moses, stop this crying. And stop this talking plenty. And take your rod. And stretch it over the water. Stretch it over the water. As you stretch it over, it will move here. It will move here. The ground will dry. Tonight, as you take your oil, and as you hold that oil, and as you talk to the Lord tonight over that oil, that is your rod in your hand. And tonight, the instruction is not to just, what should I say? Hold it. But open it. You're going to pour it on yourself. You're going to anoint yourself. Tonight, as you anoint yourself, in the same way as this thing that they did marked the end. <laughs> it was the end of the Egyptians. Yeah. They tried to follow. They tried to follow, but they couldn't. As they entered, the thing that was dry, it just closed up. Yeah, it just closed up. Lift up your oil. Father, this is what we have in our hands. We have come to you with it, believing. I pray tonight over every single vial of oil here tonight. Lord, touch it. Let this oil be transformed and let it be the vessel through which you deliver your children. I thank you that you show us in the word. Everywhere the oil went, the spirit followed. Let it be so tonight. That as we anoint ourselves with the oil, let the spirit come upon us. Let deliverance come upon us. Oh yes. Ashes, I need you to be a little awake. I know you are trying to do your own. But I need you to be a bit alert. I need some ashes at the back in the middle. Lift it up tonight. Lord, as we pour this oil, you can pour whatever suits you. A drop, half the bath. It's up to you, according to your faith. You want to believe that the Lord is going to deliver you. He's going to deliver you. He's taking you out of what you used to be. Somebody, your Christian life is a shambles in spite of you trying and trying and trying. But tonight, you are breaking through. It's not a night to go walking around anywhere. Father, deal with anybody who tries to disturb us. Just deal with them. But as we pour this oil of ourselves, may we be delivered. May ancient barriers come down tonight. Tonight. Just pour the oil over him. Just pour it. Thank you. Ancient barriers are coming down. Somebody, the name that they used to call you has held you. Pour the oil over yourself now, believing. Separate yourself from the enemy right now. In the name of Jesus, that which holds you shall hold you no more. Satan, I rebuke you. Let them go. Just carry each one. Just put them right here where the spirit is. Give me this man's oil. Father, finish what you started. In the name of Jesus. Shabbat Let the transformation be complete. They will not return after tonight. They cannot return. They cannot return. They cannot return. She's taking a bit. Point over yourself. 
And as you do, as you, I hear madness is going. Madness. Somebody, you have seen it in your family. You are afraid it's coming for you. But tonight, madness. Leave this place tonight. Leave this place tonight. In the name of Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Ashes, don't let me shout. Just carry the person. Be free right now in the name of Jesus. I see ancient altars being broken tonight in the name of Jesus. Somebody, they used you. They used you as their agreement. That's why your life has been like that. But tonight, you are free. They should go and sort themselves out. But you, you are free. You were the collateral that they used for what they were asking for. But tonight, Jesus breaks you free. Ah, I said, Jesus breaks you free. Jesus breaks you free. Ah, receive it now in Jesus' name. Shiba Sandorovoki Masandi. Ah, Shibere Rimebe Kayanda. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Some of you, you poured half of the oil, but the instructions, some of you need to pour the whole thing. Just pour it over yourself. It's only oil. Just pour it. Just pour it. Albert, is your oil finished? Pour it. You were the one I was looking at when the Spirit spoke. Rosa, where's your oil? Pour it. Pour it. Pour it. Yes, pour it. Pour it. He separates you tonight. He separates you tonight. He separates you tonight. Maskoda Mashia. Rematandolo Brosikitaya. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. He separates you tonight. Mendala Baba. Rematsonia. Hold her before that thing falls down. Take the bottle from her. Oh, Jesus. Satan, you have lost. You have lost. You have lost. She's free tonight. She's free. Don't concern yourself with somebody's own. Better be concerned about your own. Somebody here, you are from a coastal town around Geta. Coastal town. They went to dig up things. But tonight, you are free. If you care about such things, you are free. Oh yes, you are free. You are free. Your business should have succeeded, but it hasn't. Tonight, whatever was sent there has been thrown out. It will work. Thank you, Jesus. Where are my minstrels? They should help me. Just lead us. your people tonight. Touch your people tonight. Bondages are being broken. 
somebody you thought you were a homosexual. It's a, it's a spirit. It is gone. It's gone tonight. You will never think so again. Shandala Mama. You are coming into your own mind right now. Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. Leshandura Brosima Shakataya. Spirit of death, I rebuke you. You cannot be here. You cannot be around us. You cannot be in our homes. You cannot land here. I said I rebuke you. I command you to go now. I command you to go now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Sit on the floor. Just sit. Just sit. Yeah. Just sit. Oh, the power of the Lord is going to pass through this room tonight. He's passing through another time. He's passing through another time. He's passing through another time. On the count of three tonight. One, two, three. He's passing through the room tonight. Oh, yes. Lift up your voice in prayer. I need to hear you praying. Oh, yes. Rimandala baba baba there's somebody here tonight I'm seeing a door to a house and I see a spirit enter the house you're here tonight and in your house something suddenly changed for the negative. Can I have my towel, please? Something suddenly changed. The whole house has been some way ever since. You didn't know it, but it was a spirit that entered. I'm not talking about a house that every day people are quarreling. No. This was a house that it was cool. There was nothing strange happening. But suddenly, things began to change. You are here tonight. Just come. Just come to me. You are here tonight. That it was a sudden change. A sudden change. The peace left. And let your presence fall. Jesus. Jesus. Father, whatever demon entered that house, these ones are standing as a point of contact to their home. Satan, I dismissed you from the house. I dismissed you from that place. The way you came, I don't care how you leave, but you are leaving. You are leaving. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. That spirit of disquiet is going. It's leaving. 
in the name of Jesus. Satan, I rebuke you. I rebuke you. Oh, they stand on behalf of their family as a point of contact. Marco Masindi, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, the way that you came, exit now. Exit now. Exit now. Exit now. Exit now. In the name of Jesus, if I touched you with the oil, please step back and let the others come. Shamasanda, those under the spirit, allow them to be there. Makonala, quickly, 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 quickly. The spirit at times just moves on. So just come. I can only function when he's functioning. Jesus. Jesus. Every spirit that has entered. Every spirit that has entered. In the name of Jesus. Father. Oh, yes. If the oil has touched you, just go back. You are a point of contact. Yes. 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 If the oil has touched you. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. In the name of Jesus. It will leave. The same way it entered, it will exit. Now, in the name of Jesus, peace will return. Peace will return. Oh, yes. I have poured oil on her. If I poured oil on you, you want to just step back? Jesus. 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 If the oil has touched you, go back to your seat. Jesus. Jesus. It's a spirit of intimidation and it is leaving. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. You must know that it is leaving. You must know that it is leaving. Why did you doubt? Why did you doubt? Why did you doubt? Jesus. Thank you. Oh, yes. And bless the broken Jesus. Come and lay down the burdens you have given. Oh, yes. Thank you. Bring oh, every plan of anyone shall not come to Thank <laughs> you. 
appointing some of you you are going to stand as intercessors for your home for your family for your generation for your people tonight he's marking you he's marking you he's marking you he's marking you a spirit of intercession is coming upon you you will break your generation free you will break your household free you will break them free. Ramakababatoya. Receive that anointing now. In the name of Jesus. Another level. Now you must lead his people where you have been. Me today. Ah, I hear in my ears the spirit of a lion. That's a fighting spirit. 
That's a fighting spirit. The spirit of a lion. If you're a lady, is a lioness. From now, when you roar, the demons will be frozen where they are. Because he's called the Lion of Judah. Oh, I said he's the Lion of Judah. And tonight, his spirit comes upon you. Tonight, his spirit comes upon you. His spirit comes upon you. Receive it now. 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 Hold on. A lion doesn't fear. A lion. It doesn't fear. It also does not retreat. You will not fear. And you will not retreat. When you engage in the battle, you will be in it till you win. Oh yeah. I say you will be in it till you win. Doesn't retreat. Doesn't retreat. Doesn't fear. <laughs> you like such things. Then receive it. Then receive it. Then receive it. Hallelujah. Brother, keep singing. He says, if you like cry, you can lie down and sing. It's all right. Just don't stand. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just remain in his presence. Just remain in his presence. Just remain in his presence. He is more. Some people you will never see that problem again. Oh, I'm telling you. You will never see that problem again. I'm hearing in my ear peace, peace of mind, peace, peace. I don't know who you are. Peace of mind. Yeah. Just receive it now. Just receive it now. You are awake late at night because you don't have any peace of mind. But right now, peace is coming over you. Peace of mind. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we are grateful, Lord. Oh, we are grateful, Lord. Oh, we are grateful, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. here tonight you have a sacrifice for the Lord just bring it put it on there don't talk to anybody just bring your sacrifice because it is also a weapon that offering that you brought is a sacrifice just quietly put it on the stage don't start a lot of fidgeting just put it there yeah. the devil cannot follow you into your sacrifice that's why when the children of Israel went into the Red Sea he couldn't follow them cannot follow you into your sacrifice and just quietly return to your place and remain in the he's atmosphere able. oh yes he's able he's more Rima than than able. Rima Sandalama. to oh, do Jesus. much more 
Father, as we place our sacrifice here, the devil cannot follow us into our sacrifice. Oh, Jesus. Satan, I rebuke you. I rebuke you. Be quiet. Oh, Jesus. He's more oh, than able. Oh, yes. Tonight he's sorting you out. Much more I don't know which weapon it is that you needed, but he's sorting you out. He's sorting you out. Reverend said, where are you? Can I see you? He's more than able. Just lift her to the back. Just lift it to the back. Your first job is starting already. Just lift it to the back. Intercessors, just go and sort it out. Thank you, Jesus. Place your sacrifice. Just place your sacrifice here. The devil cannot follow you. Cannot follow you into your sacrifice. I'll someone should help them. Just help them. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just lift up your two hands before the Lord tonight. He's not yet finished. That's why I'm not asking you to sit, but just allow him to do what he's doing. I needed you to just bring the sacrifice here so that it's still here. Thank you, Jesus. I think you can't stand now. Thank you, Jesus. You alone are my strength and my shield. You alone are my strength and my shield. You alone make my Panted for the water. As the deer panted for the water, so much more. Yeah. 
Spirit of God is still at work. Allow me to follow my instructions. Just continue to worship. But tonight, as the water is just shared over the room, a spirit of refreshing will break out in our churches. A spirit of refreshing will break out in our lives. All you need to do is to believe it. Yeah. Just receive that refreshing. May God refresh you and restore you. And to worship Drops of rain upon parched land. It will lead to mightier things. Jesus name. Receive it tonight. Receive it tonight, young man. Receive it tonight. Receive it tonight. What your father couldn't do, you will do. What your mother couldn't do, you will do. Receive it tonight. Oh yes. Oh yes. Receive it. Where's Florence? Somebody find it for me. Oh, my sweat. I cannot bend. 
Small things, bigger things are on the way. They need more kapat. And as this water comes upon you, it'll be like a little bamboo. Normally, small bamboo gives birth to small bamboo. Large bamboo gives birth to large bamboo. But for you, small bamboo, you are converted tonight into large bamboo. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. May you arise another man. And here, add the oil from Adam. Yes. Just bring him. I've never anointed somebody with both water and oil before, but ah, if Spirit says I will do. May you become another man. struggle to follow is that you're on a different wavelength. Another level. Give the mic to somebody. Another level. Another level. Another level. Just lift up your hands tonight. Lift up your hands. Just thank the Lord tonight. We have walked in His presence. Thank Him. Just thank Him. Thank Him. Thank Him tonight. you need to go and check that diagnosis they gave you. It has changed. The doctor says something. If you go and check it now, it's not there. That's not here. Somebody with fibroids that were worrying you, they will not find them in Yeah, your cycle is normal. That heavy bleeding, it has stopped. 
Oh, Jesus, we thank you. Oh, Jesus, we thank you. Somebody in your family, your grandmother died from breast cancer, your aunt died from breast cancer, you have been fearing that is coming to you. But because of tonight, the weapons you have engaged, it cannot land. The line is broken. Yeah, the line is broken. The line is broken. The line is broken. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, if you are clapping for the Lord, come on. Come on. Come on. Some demons have been chased out of some houses tonight. I said he has been chased out of some houses tonight. Hallelujah, Jesus. Now, these men who are behind laptops and things, because of your machines, we couldn't bring water there. So please, you bring yourselves. If I pour water inside the laptop, they will tell me about it tomorrow. So I cannot do that. Just lift up your hands. Some of you, you are gifted in your hands, but there's nothing in your head. Some of you are gifted in your hands, but there's nothing in your spirit. Some of you, you are gifted in your spirit, but there's nothing in your hands. But tonight, when the anointing oil comes upon you, your hands will work. Your spirit will work. Your mind will work. Yeah. Yeah. I see some very wealthy men standing here. There is very wealthy man. I can see very clear. Very wealthy man. Very wealthy man. Elliot, it's not in vain. It's not in vain at all. The devil has been lying to you. It's not in vain at all. When the Lord is ready, you will not even be able to catch him. Thank you, Jesus. Father, anoint your men. They serve all the time. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't work. But they keep trying. As your oil comes upon them, anoint them. From the top of their heads to the sole of their feet. May be another man. In Jesus' name. May the spirit to lead be imparted unto you in Jesus' name. Oh, receive it tonight. Receive it tonight. May you love the scriptures. May they be in your head even more than they are in your hands. Oh, yes. Check your heart. Don't let it stray towards money. If I poured oil on you, just step back. Your end will not resemble your beginning because of the anointing of the Lord. In your Receive it. May your heart remain with God there after he blesses you. Like you. Oh, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Touch your men, oh God. Touch your lady. Oh, Jesus. Let them be solid in all ways. Spiritually, physically. In their mind and in their spirit. In the name of Jesus, what do you have begun? Anoint this one, Lord. Anoint him. Anoint him. Anoint him. Anoint him. Anoint him. Anoint him. What he has done diligently physically. Let it now move into the spirit. Jesus' name. Jesus. 
somebody is going to call you from outside Ghana, you just break it open now. It's a door and it's opening. But when it comes, you may almost miss it because of how it looks. But it is of God. It is the opening to many things. Receive it. Like you. There is none like you, Jesus. Then we go back to your seat. Yeah. Let's just lift up our hands and worship him now. Oh, no one else can I Tonight we're closing in a few minutes, but you just want to thank God. Bless you. Just thank Him. So many things have been accomplished. Somebody, your parents were on the verge of divorce, but because of tonight, it won't happen. Some annoying spirit that entered your house. People were fighting each other. It has left. It has left. You know, sometimes you are just there. All of a sudden, this one is fighting me, B is fighting C, C is fighting B. It's going. It's a demon. It's leaving. It's leaving. Some of you, you have become the intercessor for your household. Because of you, there will be breakthroughs in the house. Yeah. The Bible says that those who know their God, they shall be strong and do exploits. We are released to do exploits in the name of Jesus. I said we are released to do exploits in the name of Jesus. We are released to do exploits. Father, we give you praise. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed. Maybe you are here tonight. You've never given your life to Jesus. Or you've given it, but you're just not sure of your stand anymore. Because it's been a while. But tonight, you want to come back home. You want to come back to the Lord. And so as we start with every eye closed, every head bowed, you want to give your life to Jesus. Let me see your right hand. Let me see your right hand up there. Let me see your right hand. Let me see it. Great. Let me see it. If your hand is up, maybe I can't see you, but just come to me. The Lord can see you. We're going to pray together for your name to be written in the Lamb's Book of Life up in heaven. Take a step and come to me. It's a step of faith. You cannot see it with your eye. You believe it with your spirit. Just come. I'm waiting for you. Just step out and come. God bless you as you come. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you as you come. Somebody you are standing in the crowd, you are saying, I wish somebody would come to me and help me to come forward. Please, just come. As soon as they see you coming, they will help you to come. Just step out and come. Somebody will help you. Just come. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. It's a new day in your life. Just come. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Now if you're coming, come quickly so that we can pray and we can be out of here. You want to give your life to Christ tonight. Help us to pray as you stand in the, in the congregation. Those of you in front, make this prayer your prayer. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me in your blood. Cleanse me from my sins. Please write my name in your book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, you are my Savior and you are my Lord. I thank you for saving me in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Father, I thank you for these young ones. Keep them, help them, watch over them. May they never go back. Establish them in Jesus' name.
believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at F-O-L-C-I-D-S-E. God richly bless you.